Hello to everyone and welcome Chris and Dave of Shop Talk Show. I'm basically going to say, you know, hey, everyone, thanks for uh, tuning in to this uh, special live edition of Shop Talk. And then I'm going to go away and let the let the boys do their thing. Uh, and, and t- well, I'll be hanging around. If you okay. Have some particular need to call me back. I don't know why you would, because you guys have got this. Your oh, I think we have mm-hmm. the perfect question to bring you back in. for. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! I remember which one it is. Chris, Dave, let's go make podcast. Let's go, Chris. Are you gonna banjo? Are you gonna banjo? Oh no, I was gonna pour a cocktail. Oh, okay, cocktail time after hours, baby. Hey there, Shop Mayash here listening to an after hours edition of the Shop Talk Show podcast, all about front end web design development at a live podcast. This is live. We are live at an event apart, Spring Summit 22. There's a special feel online to it together. That I really like. Yeah. What's that? What's that? Just like the live feel. It's been a minute since we've had that kind of like live spirit. It has. It's been uh, a year plus. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think everyone maybe knows like this was supposed to be like a uh, in person, I think, for a little bit. And then the COVID numbers didn't look good. Not to be no bummers. Right. But like it would have been it would be great to see everybody together in the in person. So maybe whatever. The, The next time that all goes down, we'll all be in the same room chatting. So. Yeah. Do you have a. um I feel like you made us like some kind of slide deck or something. Thank you for mentioning that. So I'm going to power up the old Jumbotron here. And uh, I've got a few, uh, whatever, slide presentation I'd like to get through real quick. So um, I don't even remember what you used. Did you, it was some kind of markdown thing? Yeah, slide dev. So, oh. so right now you're looking at slide dev and participants should be able to see my screen. It looks like a, <laughs> it's a PowerPoint. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, this is uh, shop talk. Oh, uh, well, it really is a random background. Refresh it. Let's see what you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, oh I like that Ocean one. Continent. Do it again. Do it again. Uh, here we go. Ooh. Oh, is that a. <sighs> Why is that everyone amazingly Santorini? classy? Oh yeah. And then here we go. Oh yeah. Unsplash baby. This is, I'm paying. <laughs> oh, is it images you should stop. Yeah, yeah. You should stop refreshing. Cause there might be like a sexy one that comes up. Oh shoot. So. Yeah. Well, I'll stop then. Uh, let's just boom zip in. Uh, today I'm excited. Everyone's here. I want to talk to you about the five core benefits of shop talk. Benefit one weekly. Uh, benefit two it's free. Benefit three is peer reviewed benefit four ska benefit five oh go ahead well i just like that we i don't i don't remember ever talking about ska but you you informed me that you it's not that we talk about it it's that you think about ska as we do the show oh yeah uh like 90 percent of my whole day is thinking about scott and so uh, there's definitely it's in there mixed in there sort of composted um if we don't talk about it we're thinking about it right and so uh and we're a lifestyle brand we do life and style together um yeah so that's um what you need to know about shop talk getting started you know 
So, uh, uh, and then, you know, going straight into it, coding a podcast from scratch is just one media query now. Thanks, CSS. So uh, the hard stuff is now easy. No more hacks, right? So, and then to wrap up my presentation, I would like to ask who won? Who who won Whoa. the conference, Chris? So oh. that's here. I'll stop the share. Who won the conference? I think I think we all want to know who who won it. So I mean, do I vote for you? It did I, occur to me that do you have an idea? Or? I mean, me, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, right? I no, no. Uh, you know who I'd hand it to? I'm going to give it to Ethan Marcotte for. <laughs> His 20, 2010 presentation, responsive web design. I feel like Ethan's still out there winning the day later. But it really was. I, it, it's almost hard to write a talk and not toss a toss a Ethan slugger in there still. Especially because it, it just it all happened at an event apart, you know? Yeah. And totally. I think we'll get to this later is that... <laughs> as cool as that is, that was literally 2010, 2010. That's a long time ago. And normally a decade goes by and then like, and then like it's different then, but like we already passed that. That was we're not doing it anymore. It's 2022. I mean, yeah. I'm still yeah. doing responsive web design. Or it's just real different. And you have that like, yeah. hmm, it's different. But it's really weirdly not that different. But it's about to get different. And there's people out there slugging for it, right? I mean, we might as well just do this because now we started it, right? Well, number of things I'm doing different 10 than years. Uh, FTP. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yep. No, there's... A, not HRF. much href still doing hrefs barely yeah. though um <laughs> but yeah sorry sorry you were saying get into it do you want like well kind of only because we just started that there's this uno was the last to talk and and has her new responsive thing which mm-hmm. i think is a good name because almost because she didn't try to like coin something new not that there's any problem with coining something new if anybody coins the new thing you win a million dollars, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, I don't blame people for trying to coin the new thing, right? Blast off web design. Sure. That's I don't think it. that's going to take okay, it. Still workshop. It, there's, so. And so there's some incentive to win the new term. Uh, okay. uh, but the new responsive isn't even trying to win the new term. It's, she's just trying to say, look, stuff got way different, you know? Anyway, anyway, there's a, a scrambling for the, like, yeah, Ethan was right. What's next mm-hmm. thing? And it's been years now of that. And it's, I think it's just on the verge. It's just on the verge of breaking because of the slew of 2020 web stuff. Container queries like holding the pitchfork, leading the charge, not a pitchfork, something more positive than a pitchfork. Like Wizard a, stuff. Like the Olympic torch or something. Olympic torch. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like that, that charge is actually different because it's different in approach and everything than responsive design was. So mm-hmm. now, now we've done it. It's just that there's so few people like doing the production thing with container queries. So. Yeah, no, I think like, what, we're like one... Well, it was always like you needed the Boston Globe, right? For the responsive web design. We yeah. needed the Boston Globe. I, I, right. But I, and who, who is like, it going to be? Is it going to be like it gonna be? 
GitHub or something. I don't know. It'll Probably be something. People are so brand lovers. It's got to <laughs> be know? a thing. It's got to be Fang. Yeah, yeah. If Fang doesn't do it, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So, Ugh, yeah. I hate that. But it could be like it could be like Fang Light though. <laughs> Like, uh, it doesn't don't. have to be quite that big. It's not Fang anymore because Facebook changed their name. So I think it's Manga. Is that the that's the new one? Oh. <laughs> or, or if you're American, Manga. So. <laughs> but somebody's going to do it b- big, you know, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they'll write because and then it also has to have like the seminal blog post. Yeah. To set yeah. it off. And then like, it's over because we haven't had any blog posts yet. All the blog posts now are like how to do container queries. They're not mm-hmm. like the 10 pitfalls of container queries or whatever. Those Ooh. haven't been written yet. You know, I want to write that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, that's actually a good point. Like I'm actually more interested in when somebody's used something and they've hit the rough edges. I'm way more interested in the rough edges. Like oh, when do you, sure. when do you find out it explodes in your face, you know? So, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. could be really cool. Cause, cause there's a lot of stuff, you know, fluid type. And, uh, mm. I think your talk was kind of talking about like fluid type and container queries and all this stuff, like, uh, QI units and stuff like that. Like getting like, are we just like real close to just this, this, UI that dances, you know, it just like sings and totally squishes and it's just, just harmonious all the way through, you know, well, that and that you have really every cool. tool that you even want, you know, there was such a long period of time where the wants were so many, they were palpable. There was like, mm. I guess we can get this done, but it's nowhere near good. And we're at this area now we're like, I basically can't even think of anything else. Like I have a little tiny wish list left, but it's barely anything and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. So, so now we're like, oh my God, we're almost like impressed because we keep getting new stuff and it's almost like slow down. It's, uh, it's a hot year for CSS and potentially HTML. So I'm excited. And it's always a hot year for JavaScript. So like, you know. Yeah, there'll be something new come out. But I think what's interesting about JavaScript is it's finally in the like, it's in the like less is more mode. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that could be kind of a cool uh, cycle for JavaScript. So uh, hopefully we're, we're heading that way. So, uh, but there's, yeah, it sounds like it is. Yeah. There's like, especially like tooling there is all about speed. So hopefully that kind of starts impacting, you know, just like, Oh, you know what? Actually, if <laughs> these tools are all super fast. So if your site's slow or it's hard slow to compile or slow to run or whatever it's because it's slow it's like like the tooling has got out of the way so where now we can like our perception of performance is way different like when it took four seconds for webpack to recompile you're like yeah whatever (laughs) i just wait on that but now when it's like sub frame like i think we looked at something the other day that like loaded under 16 milliseconds or something like that oh yeah i remember that remember that subframe hot module reloading it's gonna your javascript is now the bottleneck like your the stuff you wrote is now the bottleneck for yeah speed, they called it so. like request animation frame <laughs> loading or something yeah and yeah. there's a good isn't there a good eric meyer quote that's something like that like your browser is like a first person shooter for content or something or something like that we could bring him in yeah, yeah. let's bring him in eric <laughs> eric what was your quote I describe browsers as first person scrollers. Ah, there it is. That's That's it. That's it. That's good stuff. 
All right. Thank you. Thanks, we'll, see you. We'll, we'll catch you in the Q&A. So. First person scroller. That's just good. That's good First stuff. Let's get scroller. to the questions that we haven't answered a single question, unless you have some plans ahead of us. No, no, I can, we can do the question and the answers. So, uh, Meat and Potatoes here, Shop Talk Show, weekly podcast. We take questions, we do answers. Sometimes we have guests and stuff like that. So uh, let's get into question number one. Mm. Why is birds? Whoa. Why is birds? Eric. <laughs> Don't Eric? bother Eric. Eric, why is, why is birds? Because birds is good. Oh, is birds good or is birds bad? Is Birds is good. Even Blue Jays? Oh, yeah, 100%. No, yes. disagree. Yeah. No, Cardinal is good. Blue yeah. Jay is bad. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Eric. <laughs> Can we do this 100 more times? Like it reminds me of a Nickelodeon show or something, are we? Like, like open uh, our lockers and, hey, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's good. We need slime next time we do this. Um, all right. Well, now that we got that one out of the way, uh, let's go to this next question here. Hey, uh, this is for from uh, Jordana. Do you want to read this one? Or can you? Yeah, I'd be interested you know? to hear if there are any accessibility factors to take into account with web components. So web components was your, was your talk and you've done a workshop on them recently. You've been living in this world quite a bit. Really cool. I think you're, um, you know, a darn hero for doing so, Dave. Uh, well. Let's talk about accessibility, though. What comes to mind for me is like they all have like a little DOM inside of them. So um, tabbing in and out of them freaks me out a little bit. Like I could I could invent like a really cool slider component that everyone would use and nefariously make it a focus trap. And what are you going to do about it or something like that? But right, right. Um, I'm going to stay like off camera. I'm still sharing my screen for a bit, but because yep. I, I, I want to just share like some blog posts, there are some accessibility things that you want to be concerned about, uh, but they're mostly it, it's stuff that's hard to do in normal web design <laughs> or, or coding, uh, normal HTML. And, and it's kind of also difficult in shadow Dom realm. Uh, one is managing focus. Like if you opened a modal and you like need to return the focus back to a button or something like that. Mm, well, that's hard the, anyway, right? Though? That's hard anyway. People don't do it that successfully. Um, but this is like, it's double hard in the shadow Dom because the shadow Dom can't query the document. So you can only talk to the element. You can't really be like, hey, document, tell me everything you know, you know, yeah. um, that doesn't so if work you're right. making a modal component. You better think about that and like have some API for passing in previously focused element or something like yeah, that. Yeah, or pattern or whatever. And so um, uh, Nolan Lawson, uh, he gets into it. He has this emoji picker. So it's kind of a perfect example. Um about how he's managing focus and you actually get quoted at the bottom of the article, Chris. So um, for the inert attribute, which is like kind of like how you make something part of the Dom not work. Um, and then part of so the, when Dom, you open an emoji picker, you inert everything that's not the emoji picker temporarily. Hopefully that's possible. Mm -hmm. And then when you un it is the, I don't remember <laughs> 
be having any part of this article, but thanks, Nola. But does it does it mean that the browser should like get involved and refocus what was focused before it had inert on it? Is that is there any evidence that the browser is actually going to do that? Yeah, like there, we've talked about like delegating focus and what happens here quite a bit in organizations like Open UI and stuff like that. Um, I, I think there's patterns to be had and. Web component people know about this in the web components community group. We're working on like a focus, a lot of focus sort of proposals. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, the other thing would be form controls. Like if you have an input, a cu- my custom input, uh, how do you, um, how do you like basically like focus that input, you know, or there's a delegates focus thing, but how do you, um, how do you like, pass focus or, or how would you do like validation element validation? If it's like its own little realm, it doesn't, it's not attached to the parent form. It's in its own little shadow realm. Okay. Okay. So you've made a, you've, you, cause, because you deli- like, there's a lot of people out there that are delivering design systems. Let's say you deliver that design system via web components and it's, you know, I don't know, verge input, verge input, verge input. You have three of them in a row. The shadow DOM inside of it has an actual input inside of yeah. it. But you're doing this because they're stylized and that's like what every design system on earth delivers. Are you saying that it would be hard to, like when I press the tab key, it doesn't necessarily know how to focus the next? Yeah, like I think the tabbing is going to work fine, but something like when you hit submit and you had like required on there, how would it know? It, like it doesn't know that it's participating in the form. And oh. so you, you need to like basically make it a participant. So there's this thing called element attach internals. And then there's also this thing called form data, which basically like serializes your form as a, uh, as a JSON object. So it's this, thing that n- not enough people are using because it's kind of actually cool um, would make great for like single page apps. Uh, but anyway, th- this stuff exists. You just, this stuff's hard, you know, but then there's like, you just, it's also hard in web component land. And then, um, then there's another specific use case where if you have a label outside of my custom element input, oh, it has like, trouble attaching the four to name. Yeah, where does your four attribute hook into? You know, and and does your web component know the ID, know its own ID or whatever? Can you pass an ID down to a child? Sticky mm. situation. So that's all. It's. If it's, it's surmountable, it sounds like. So that's cool. Yeah, I think there's workarounds. And then it's sort of like, what are you, you know, uh, what's your, what's your, I don't know, thought there. So, okay. Accessibility and web components. There's a little bit, but it's not so bad. I even asked you earlier, I was like, let's say you're, you know, it's just like a card or something. And it has like a header and an image and a description and a link or something. Mm-hmm. There's like not going to be any problem with that. You'll tab right through it like anything else. You'll tab and reverse through it on the way back. Like it's pretty well handled. Yeah, it should work great. It's just the like situations where like it needs to be a participant. Not to say it's not something to consider, but I, I think like you need to just kind of test it and know it. And yeah, yeah. This episode of Shop Talk Show is brought to you in part by Linode. Linode makes cloud computing simple, affordable, and accessible, allowing you to focus on your customers, not your infrastructure. Visit 
Linode, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash shop talk show and get a free account with a hundred dollars of credit in it. Pretty cool. Here's some things that you should know. For one thing, great. You go get a server. What do you do with the server? Well, one of the thing is you can just one click install some apps on it. One click install WordPress. One click make it a Minecraft server. One click put Plesk on it, which is like a UI for managing the server more detailed way. Pretty cool. Every plan comes with Linode's amazing human powered customer support. So if you need help and we're talking 24 7 365, someone will pick up the phone or respond to your email or to reply to you on social media. They are all over it, which is pretty great. And aside from cloud hosting, Linode recently added GPU hosting plans for, a, you know, for things that are like built for machine learning and neural net usage. They're built with RTX 6000 GPUs. Thanks for the support, Linode. Again, check them out at linode.com slash shop talk show. Um, well, cool. Uh, here, we can switch to our next question. More yeah. questions. Thanks, everybody. This was a big one. Um, and I, I'm hearing there's a little choppy audio when I'm sharing. I apologize. It sounds like the uh, Zoom meeting uh, works a little bit better. But uh, here we go. So what are the biggest new upcoming CSS rules, I think, like features uh, that you're excited about? And what? how do you think they are going to change the web from Victor? Do, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit, huh? And we have another similar question. Well, yeah, we got all excited about container queries, which like I just can't can't possibly overstate the greatness of them. Yeah, but it's like you know, they're it's not alone. You know, like does, doesn't it feel like when Flexbox and Grid and stuff were shipping that they were like somehow got the spotlight all to themselves? Yeah, but like but... not anymore, kind of. Um, yeah, but it's like, what else, you know, like what else is exciting that's coming out that you're particularly excited about? I could just hit you with stuff like, cause I was kind of like, I, I, I tossed this on the head as we were like just briefing each other earlier. I was like, what's the opposite of this question just for fun? Like what's the boringest new <laughs> feature? And I'm like, mm. is it scope? Because scope is cool, but like not really because you can just write a class and then all the oh. CSS that you write under that class is scoped to that class. Like it's not the most. I disagree. I like scope quite a bit. <laughs> I just, I'm going to use it. I'm going to be the jerk in the office who insists on using it all the time, everywhere, yeah. even where it's not appropriate. So that's going to be me. So um, fine. You love it. You love it. I know it's got the donuts and it's got some cool proximity stuff. It's like, it's interesting, but of all the new stuff coming out, scope is like the it, less least fun. For me. I feel like it's, I, I feel like it's the, it's, it's a theme that's been going on in this whole conference, Chris. You got to pay attention. Look <laughs> at my chart. <laughs> the, the hacks becoming the feature, right? Like we had them. Oh. is kind of a hack, man. It's, it's great, but it's kind of a hack because it's just, I'm going to like explicitly name this and hyphenate and underscore it and make it like perfect. Scope says like, I want this thing. Give me this scope and don't go past that. So uh, yeah. that's the at scope thing. I, I just, that's There's my explicitness to it. That you Yeah. Like. And words around words mean, words know, mean things, words mean things, right? Will uh, like, I just, you're expressing this, right? Like, and it means this in this context, uh, you know, Jeremy what an interesting connection to Will's um, talk. That's good. I Where just, he had all that stuff about the Amish and it, it doesn't necessarily mean 
it means high quality in certain contexts. Yeah, it means like so a handmade table sometimes, you know, but it, yeah. but to some people it means people who drive buggies, you know? Um so yeah, yeah, yeah it's like right, like but in so, code, you're saying scope means scope. It doesn't scope mean means scope. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't mean like whatever uh, card component primary dash dash left aligned underscore underscore mm. heading. You know, like I mean, at this scope, do this thing. So I, I'm stoked on it from that standpoint. So, okay. Yeah. All right. But other things that we're excited about, I mean, it's just, it seems like it's all pretty exciting. You know, I know people are excited about has because, and there's this moment where actually, why don't you just do the next question? Doesn't it? Oh we yeah. We blast do. Right into it. Uh, yeah. Let me zip into this. This was from uh, Andrew from the discord. Um, and I kind of truncated this just a smidge, uh, but he's saying like container queries has cascade layers are big features that take uh, more than normal effort to introduce and settle into his CSS brain. But yeah. so two part question, would you add anything to the list of soon to be features that you think will fundamentally change how we approach and write CSS? And two, uh, second, how are you planning to bring all those things into your wheelhouse? Like, so that you like, use them on production sites, you know, that you even remember to use them, you know? So my suspicion is that the list, and if you're talking, if the list is container queries, container units has, what was nesting, the other one? Nesting, cascade layers, which is like your building. That, that's sort of the like, one I would pull out of the bucket. The rest oh, of really? those, I feel like I would trust your brain because there's moments when you're writing CSS and you're like, Oh, I wish I could select under this circumstance because the child has this class, but I'm really trying to reach the parent or whatever. I feel like has has been on CSS developers brains forever and your brain will continually remind you how annoying it is that we don't have it and that you should just trust that your brain will continue to do that. But all of a sudden you'll be like, Oh, poops, we can do that now. Sick. Yeah. You know? I think so. I don't think you need to retrain your brain for that one. It's just going to ask for it. And I think container queries are in that bucket too, that there's all these moments that you're like, I really don't want to think about how wide the browser window is. I don't care that your brain will just do the right thing with it. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not so sure your brain will do the right thing with cascade layers. I think it's too weird that you're going to have. Yeah. You have to be really intentional about introducing a layer and know exactly what yeah. it's going to do. So, um, it's similar to scope and just in what it can do. But um, the, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, I feel like has is, is one of those things every CSS developer spends about one or two days a year trying to trick the browser into doing <laughs> like yeah. you, you spend like one or two days a year trying to write. Yeah. The, and you're like jQuery had it. Yeah. You're like writing the best selector on the planet and, in. It, but it takes two days and you fail. So I think that's a good one. Um, one thing I was thinking about was like color, the new color functions, lab, uh, you know, LCH. And, mm, um, those are crazy town. Display uh, P3. I, I don't have muscle memory for that. So I don't know how I'm going to bring that into my work, you know, wheelhouse, especially because like if you work, across like the aisle with designers and stuff like that, you have to also, they also have to speak P3 display P3 or lab colors, you know, like you, you, 
they're probably just going to hand you a Figma with hex, you know? Yeah. And so uh, how are you going to be like, well, actually there's a whole other spectrum. Open your mind, you know, like, like, I don't know how you do that. I mean, I think tooling is going to assist with it, but I have a suspicion with all this is that they're not going to be, I think the temptation is to be, Oh, we have a new color space. Let's find the best color space for this project. And then, and then we'll apply that color space consistently throughout the project. Mm -hmm. And that's tempting for my brain because I look at LCH and I'm like, Oh, that's the one that clicks with me because it's got all these great features. The gradients are better and the syntax is sensical and yada, yada, like, Oh, cool. We'll use LCH for this project. I don't think that's going to be the case. I've talked myself out of that. I think what's going to be the case is you're going to decide a color space is on a one-off basis because every time I see a comparison of like what a gradient looks like across eight different color spaces, there's no clear winner. It's right, like, I right. think per gradient, you're going to choose which gradient looks best. And I think tooling ultimately is going to assist with that. Like just cause you know, you, you pick a, you pick a gradient off a, you know, what I'm sure you can imagine a tool that's like, which one of these, visually these eight gradients do you want to pick and then it just barfs out the syntax and you use it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's just like the, like the, like panics website or whatever that has the crazy pink or the crazy yellow on it not crazy but just very vibrant i shouldn't yeah, yeah. use that word that you just that's a one-off and you use it but it doesn't mean stop using hex codes i mean people know what eee is it's it's cool light gray you're going to keep using that. Yeah. Well, and I think breaking that muscle memory is going to be hard. You know, I think people are just going to, or they're set as custom properties and then you use the custom property and you don't even think about how, what ultimately what value it has. You're using dash dash super pink. And right. And so super pink goes to whatever somebody says super pink is or whatever exactly. the browser. Yeah. You thought about it once or twice two months ago, and now you're not continuing to think about it. Right. Yeah. No, it's kind of it, it's like uh with the clock from Jeremy's talk that goes backwards or whatever, the <laughs> reverse clock. Um, it's gonna take a while for me to like break out of like what I was doing or the way it's been done. So um I don't know how am I planning on bringing things into my wheelhouse is always like side projects. Like, I don't know. My big thing is like, don't, don't rush. uh, I don't know. Don't rush to new stuff to production. Like just play around with it on your side project. Learn, learn the rough edges, you know? So, yeah. You know, I'm um, curious because talking about tooling for one second is that Grigsby had this whole thing where it was very well laid out of like what the next design tool will need to be and be like. And there's a moment where he's like, it'll be browser rendered. I mean, you could try to fake it, but like, why bother faking it? Browsers are like pretty good at rendering browsers. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so like mm-hmm. maybe the design tool should be browser rendered. And I was like, hmm, you know, because that idea has been floating around forever. Like, yeah. like, doesn't it, isn't it a bummer that, you know, Figma will roll out something they're like, look, as you type more characters into a button, the button expands. And we're like, wow, wow. like a, like a inline like a block button. element. Yeah. <laughs> like a button. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a button. Does. Look, the and they spent text all this- on the paragraph wraps to the next line. <laughs> it's the edge. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Suck that SVG. Sheesh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but is he right? Like, cause part of me is like, 
crack so far at designing in the browser. I mean, there's no crack on designing the browser. It is the right, like the final design stuff and decision-making and back and forth and all that feels so positive to me to happen in the browser. Mm-hmm. Like to have your designers be browser people too is, is clutch. But there's, I think there's a difference between that like experimental design space and mock-ups and stuff that I'm not so sure has to be in the browser. In fact, sometimes I think the browser is a little bit of a distraction when you're in that mode. I, I think so too. Yeah. He uh, had Tyler, was it? Uh, uh, Tyler Sticka from his company on to do like for the interview kind of thing. And it was just like, I want to draw circles, you know, <laughs> and like, that's not that the web is not <laughs> circles are a new thing. We just got yeah. circles <laughs> we just got a couple of years ago. <laughs> so, uh, so like the, this idea that like, I just want to draw a circle and kind of be in this like experimental drag stuff around mode. Um, you know, I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know that like, I, I, yeah, it's gonna. I, I want to see how it plays out. We've been kind of playing with Figma and stuff like that, but just like like how Jason has. But just how do you, if you have your components list of com, uh, official official components, you know, <laughs> right yeah. there, and then are you gonna like draw circles, or are you just gonna go straight for the components? You know, are, like, are, can you have those two mental that, modes of exploration? Dude, Dave, that's and, the moment. So, is that like there's a for lack of a better way to explain it because i know this is not how the brain actually works but it's a pretty good metaphor there's left brain thinking which is to me more html and CSS-y. how can i get this done i'm in that mode of thinking and there's right brainy i'm i'll take my paint brush out and just go whoosh on the canvas and make mm-hmm. big bold design decisions and i'm less apt to make big bold swooshy decisions in the browser context. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. Is, That's just, is that the clock going back? Like, are we just, we're used to a way of doing it, you know? And right. I'm not saying thing. that's I'm right. And everybody else is wrong. I just, yeah, but that, there's, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, it's, I don't like, I've, I've tried to do like YouTube thumbnails. Okay. This is Dave Rupert school of design, right? I'm doing YouTube thumbnails and Figma or whatever. I'll do one. You know, I, I have a hard time because I'm even those are like very systematized, you know, it's very much like, well, I want these all to look the same. So, rah, rah, rah. you know, like I'm in my systems brain. I'm not really in the like, you know, let's just throw paint on the wall and see see what's cool. You know, like I'm not. And that's, again, maybe my skill level and stuff like that. I don't just don't just like go stupid, silly or stupid with like like filters and grunge and layers. And, you know, I don't like over go overboard. Like you maybe would in like Photoshop or something like that. Yeah. So, you might. Cause you just like, open the filters menu and you're like, Oh, what do we have here? Little munge mode or whatever, you know, Gosh yeah, yeah. And blur. Whatever. Yeah. I've got five filters and you know, yeah. mix blend mode, multiply, you know, you're, but you're not like, let's just go, let's just, let's, do this weird let's go weird so it's not like i never do that in css but like but what i'm less apt to do is like grab the footer and make it the header yeah like, well that's that's a an html change too you know i have to use multiple modes of thinking to do it yeah it's, yeah yeah hey what well, else do we got <laughs> hey here we go we got another question here 
This one's about uh, something we talked about briefly in episode 508. We have a podcast. You can just like and subscribe. Um, what is, what's the journey of launching and maintaining a web developer job board? Could you elaborate on the best and worst parts? Anything totally unexpected, Drew. So we had a job board. It was the CodePen job board. was also on CSS Tricks. was also on Shop Talk Show. But then it went away. What's the story, Chris? Well, I mean, I can tell you our story really briefly, which is, and it was the Shop Talk Show job board too, but we had a job board on CodePen. Like, why not? You know, it was even more, I mean, it was almost, I don't know if greed is the right word, but certainly like we knew Dan Cederholm from, you know, previous stages of AEA, Shirley and Rich Thornett and stuff who were running Dribble, who straight up got rich having a job board on Dribble. They That's did well. the, yeah. That was the main financial driver of Dribble. And I was like, yeah, but they're designers and I have front-end developers. I mean, there is a strong code pen dribble connection. I, you know, I know they're bigger and well, by all accounts more successful so far, gentlemen. Right. right still right. working on that. That I thought maybe a job board could be uh, a, a big answer for us. And we even like worked with Rich post-dribble because he saw so much potential in what we were doing. And we've never been able to crack it to nearly the level that they did. But here's the most important thing. It's not just about success. It's about focus. There's developers who are listening to this right now who could install a WordPress, put a job board plugin on it in five minutes and have a job board. The technology like before of a this job board... Over. Before, before well, that's this my theory. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. could, because I yeah. just know how to spin up a WordPress and know how to Google a plugin really quick. And I've I've literally seen WordPress-powered job boards. It doesn't have to be WordPress. Whatever technology you pick, the technology of a job board is not hard. You're not breaking any new ground. You're not going to win the day because of your technology of your job board. It's not interesting even if you have some idea, your idea will be small. It, it'll be like, oh, a new way to filter it. Or I'm going to focus my job board on remote jobs or something. Everybody's already thought of that stuff. It's not... And I, I don't want to minimize technology because there's some developers probably who are listening to are like, actually building a job board sounds kind of complicated to me. Fair enough. You're early in your journey and you're not just reusing tech like I would. <laughs> I don't, I don't, it might take me a minute to build a CRUD app too from scratch if I was build, using new technology or something. But for the, the point is nobody really cares about the technology of a job board. What they want to do is find a job. And it's a two-sided marketplace, which I always think is complicated. You need two people, you need two types of people. You need people two looking customers. at jobs and you need people who are going to post jobs. And I always like squint my eyes a little extra hard at that as a startup idea. You're like, I'm going to have a dog walking app. And then you're like, you need dog walkers and you need people who <laughs> have dogs that need to be walked. Like that's a right, hard right. problem to solve. Well, and I, I know like behind the scenes too, it was, you know, it's not just a turn on money machine, go like, it's not just free money, <laughs> a money printer. It was, you know, you get support requests, like, why is the link not working totally. on this job post? And you're like, well, I didn't write it. So I don't yeah. know, but it's my you're job. Like board, links so... with HTTP colon slash less. Did you think <laughs> yeah. of that? And then, so, then, <laughs> so then you have to take your Saturday, go like SSH into the database and like manually fix, link or whatever. fix the yeah. link. Yeah. And so or like, write an admin screen that makes fixing it easier or deal with refund requests or answer pre-sale requests for the job board and or 
fix the cron job that didn't take down the old job properly. It's a question of focus. So it was like the job board wasn't nothing. It made actual dollar bills. So maybe yours would too reader, you know, but like it didn't make so much money because if it, if it was making money hand over fist, I would be reveling in it. I'd be happy to answer your questions over email. I would be like, this is my job now. The thing is, it never quite like made it over that hump where it was worth it for us. And as a company who's not a job board company, we're an in-browser IDE company. It just was a little out of the... the... It wasn't. And I absolutely don't regret spinning it down. We just, Hmm. we refunded the last final jobs or just let them run out maybe or something and just kind of, kind of slowly let it go away. And it wasn't a big deal. A handful of people were like, Hey, I got my job through that. Where'd that go? And I was like, Oh, sorry. You know, it's just a question of focus. So I'd say focus above all else. Like if you're ready to fully mentally commit to a new startup, Hey, rock and roll, do it. Right. Well, and yeah, the, or Hopefully it makes enough money. You can pay somebody to focus on it. So you can do your actual job or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So there's some right. competition out there, you know, you got Cameron Mall might give you a call. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot too. Yeah. So. There was a time in this town where Cameron Mall ran job boards around here. I'm just saying, <laughs> Hey, Nice job board would be a shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, here we go. Uh, Here's a question from Sean uh, about web components. Is it beneficial to use a web component when the content within that component is completely static? Oh, we um, mentioned Sean's question earlier. I wanted to know your thing, but because, okay, sorry. I, no, I just started talking oh, too loudly. You can talk, but, talk, talk. Uh, I just love this question because it is, it, it, I think Sean's kind of trying to say like, what if it's just like a card component? It doesn't have any, it might have no JavaScript at all. Again, it's just a header and a description and maybe an image, a link or something. Is that begging for a, you know, my dash component treatment? And I think your answer was great. And that I'll tee it up for you that I don't know that static or not static is the right metric there. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I think if you have more interactivity, maybe it does warrant like all the behavior is self-contained but for me it was it, it all comes down to that like is it reusable like do you want to reuse this and maybe that's like five pages down or maybe that's on a different website i, I think of like uh yuna had that really great example of the bustle design system b or bdl of bds B, anyway bdg uh, <laughs> but it was um you know just like the like related products bricks right like and how they look totally different on the the different websites like like you don't want to recode the related products bricks you want to style it different but you don't want to recode it necessarily so that would be a great point where my static stuff quote unquote because it's really just for looping through some json or from some wordpress database or whatever uh, that's for the static stuff might be great in 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 a web component being reused, right? So like you just about reusability. And then we are also kind of shooting around that it's variations too. So I think reusability is on top. Mm -hmm. Reuse it. Even on the same website, if you used it 50 times, that's a lot of times, even in a loop or something. Like I need 10 blog posts over here and whatever. That's a lot of HTML to rewrite over and over and over. 
So if yeah, you're saving yourself the HTML, meaning you're saving yourself having to refactor that HTML, that's pretty bold. But there's also the like, sometimes it has an image and sometimes it doesn't. That's a variation. Variations can be handled in web components via attributes, which is so cool. Would you write it like that? Would you write like no image or something? <laughs> yeah, I mean... Or would you, could, you just not have an image in the light DOM and then it would just do it? Yeah, not have an image in the light DOM. I mean, you got a lot of options with web components. Like it, it's... Uh, you know, it's kind of interesting because not everything's a prop, right? Like, so you can pass whatever you want in, you know, image or not image. And Do you still just, have to use data attributes so. for attributes? No. So in Lit has like a different way. You put like a period, you know, before it sort of like in oh. how Vue has a colon before its JavaScript attributes yeah, or like VF its JavaScript or... props. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like there's, I think there's, I think there's a lot of, um, possibility with web components like you could just either not you know you could turn that off you could set it as an attribute like it has an image mm. or whatever or something like that and so there's a lot a lot you could do there so i don't know I, like yeah you have yeah. a lot of flexibility and i think that would be my other thing is like you can graduate into web components that's what's kind of cool about them too is the tooling stuff is totally if you want it um, it, it comes at the end. It's not like a React project or a Svelte project. Svelte, quite literally, like the tooling has to be there. Like Svelte doesn't work without its compiler. Basically, I feel like that's a safe statement, right? I'm not like uh, overstretching. Yeah, no, that's okay, the whole okay. Point of Svelte. Yeah. Whew, don't want to say something wrong on the internet. Um, <laughs> uh, or like a view single file component. Like it doesn't work without kind of view in the mix or whatever. So uh, web components, though, like you can. Like you can baby step into it. You can just wrap everything in your custom, your custom element, like a fake custom element. And it's just going to say, Oh, that's a div. You know, I didn't understand what that is. It's a div. And oh, so right. like, and so you could like namespace where you want components. You could kind of sketch it out like comments and then go through and add custom elements in, um, you know, if you want. So, or it if it's more interesting to me thinking about, let's say you're already used something component based. Yeah. Because, you know, I was talking to even Jeffrey about this earlier, about the, the burrito website. Should I make a burrito card? Because there's yeah. the whole website is burrito cards. And I'm like, eh, I, I'm a, there, it's already an Astro component. I'm already not rewriting that HTML. So like, I'm not particularly compelled to do it. But then in talking to you later, you're like, it's not so much that you need it. It's just that it, you could do it. Like you there's could, yeah. no, you can sprinkle web components in a way that, all other component architectures ever were unsprinkleable. Like yeah, yeah. maybe React tried to pretend like you can just use this for a little part of your web app where you're like, mm. <laughs> you're lying. Let's try to let's try to mm, in a in okay. in major thirds. Okay. Mm. Really good. That's really good. Okay. I think it was a fourth, but I'm, I'm not. I I am not the harmony in my family. So I'm, I'm more the melody. Uh, yeah, yeah so, not really though. But you, but for web components, you really can because the overhead for a web component is what one k, two k, maybe. Yeah, really nothing. And then like if you use something like Lit, it's like seven k, but it you amortize that cost across 
X number of web components. You know, if you have 70 right. components in your design system, that's right. Comes out to 0.1 kilobytes per use. So nice. I'm not crying about that. So, <laughs> no. I'm not crying about 100 bytes. So I know it's all the bytes are different depending on what they are, but like, yeah, dude, you optimize one JPEG and you pretty much. Yeah. Your yeah. Way I mean, you, you, yeah, you, uh, yeah, you optimize a JPEG or you just whatever reorganize the, <laughs> the crud in the head of your website, you know, <laughs> like in the head element, you know, you just, just clean that out a bit, do the weed whacking and get, get through that. You could probably earn that all back. So <laughs> uh, here's one for you, Dave. It's not on your slide deck, but Jason writes in that Dave, that you mentioned that you're working on Luro design yes, to help sir. bridge the designer developer gap. Uh, what do you think creates that gap? What are you Ooh. looking to help? You know, man, I have some wild ideas. You want, <laughs> you want the, uh, the business answer is like the wild card answer. Which one you, play? <laughs> you got me oh, at a good wild time. Card, Dave. I'll, take the, I'll take the wild card answer, please. <laughs> okay. I think the problem is CapEx and OpEx. I think it's a systemic friggin' problem. So, cause what it, OpEx is all development stuff. CapEx is like design stuff and like you build different. That's why you have like product and engineering in two different buildings or whatever. Cause they build differently or whatever. I think that's the bill problem. like B I L L. Yeah. Like for some of our clients, we have to in, make two way invoices, one for CapEx, one for OpEx. Cause they all bill and sort differently and whatever get reported to taxes different. I think that's part of the problem. I think there's like systemic business problems and just how we treat design development. It, nothing is set up for these, you know, these funnels. And then anytime you have to go like cross management too is, is a deal, right? Like you have like, you have like, you have to go, what is it? Manager, 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 man. You have to cross the manager tree to talk to somebody that stinks mm-hmm. too. And, and then people do these, Oh, we got the, the lateral, the horizontal team with one of every kind of person in the club. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. Like Ooh, we should almost try to do a major third again there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> open pit barbecue sauce. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> you got my baby back, baby back. Um, the... I just when you do like a horizontal, like, and you're like, oh, we're gonna have these like delivery teams of like every single type of employee in the company. I also like don't think that works. I I, I think you need like grouped up people you think i think you need but i think the best thing you can do is hire more generalists to be honest i mean people who have cross skill oh you already lost it now you lost your pitch just you buy luro you can also buy you can also buy my product there you go uh vrl vrl writes in we have uh now that we have javascript libraries uh, uh kind of sustaining the idea that using as little JavaScript as possible is the best approach for at least certain classes of projects. Do you think that the advent of these libraries means we've come full circle as the industry maturing, or do we have a long way to go? You know, I think, um, I think it's interesting times. Like I I said before, you know, I think this, especially Astro, Slinkity and Elevity and, you know, they kind of bring this idea on the Node.js. Node.js. It's in the more Node.js camp, but they have this islands architecture, which is just turn on JavaScript if you need it. Like, 
but you can use a React component in Astro and just turn on JavaScript if you need it. That's really cool. And and there's also like Remix is doing some cool stuff with like how it's server rendering stuff first. SvelteKit as well. Like it, it really oh, kind of yeah. goes into like the server kind of first mode or Next.js. Yeah. Even Next has a little, I think they ship JavaScript by default, but Next is like really big. I think if you took all the rest of those and combined them, they're not as big as Next is. So sure, talking sure. about Next is a kind of a bigger deal. Even they have a little switch you can turn for a Node.js kind of mode, but are very interested in this very tree shuck, very page by page bundle approach to JavaScript that they fit in this bucket to me. Like they're not trying to ship as much JavaScript as they can. It's almost the opposite, you know? Yeah, yeah it's, it's come full circle. I mean, is there a way to go left still? You know, do we... yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I think Node.js is a little bit of a stretch. Like, <laughs> I don't know that most people, including most developers, actually care that much. The AEA audience, notwithstanding, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, like the accessibility talk today, you could like you kind of need a little bit of JavaScript sometimes to smooth the edges. So like, we're going to have JavaScript, you know, um, uh, or, or if like the web animations API, like from your talk, like if you, you can do it all with CSS animations, but guess what? Your whole life's going to get better. If you just, if you have like five animations all going at once, do it with the web animations API. So like there's going to be stuff where we, we do use JavaScript, but I do think there's a bit of a pendulum swing and it'll probably swing back, you know, in 10 years, but like, I think there's a pendulum swing towards less is more. So mm. I, I think that's good. And, and I welcome it. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, speaking of just to go somewhere totally different for us, go for it. Go, web go components because you have some, de- you have some good demos where it's kind of like, there's lots of good examples, not enough really of web components that are like, just pull it down. And now you have an image slider or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And that Steph, Stephanie's whole talk was had so much like interesting CSS for dealing with multiple screens that yeah. I think is so cool. Like legitimately, I had a dream once where I had a two-panel phone and it was so visceral that I was like, this is I have never been able to shake it. I'm like, eventually, with our Adderall ridden youth, we will <laughs> two apps is the minimum amount of apps that should be open at any given time. I, I want I need one to so watch bad. my YouTube and do my email at the same time. Yeah. I, I purely can't because my I, it's the green text thing. And I know that's terrible, but even my mom was like, what's up? You got, I tried Android for like a week and my mom was like, why do you have a green text? And I'm like, what mom, you're putting me on blast. Miranda so. was, was on, <laughs> was on green bubbles forever and was pulled back just listen to her rant about it. And I agree. It's a little like classist to be unfair. It's not fair. It really isn't fair. I really don't like that it exists, but now that she's back on blue bubbles, I really don't. I also don't, I prefer it. You know, like our family runs a little smoother, not just because of text, but because we can share everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I photo and, but the the thing was, it's not oh. just. But I want one so bad because I I do audiobooks a lot. Like you go to my website, my bookshelf, it's yeah. a lot of audiobooks, um, like fifty a year or something. And so like 
I would love an audiobook on one and then like the actual Kindle book on the other so I can highlight passages rather than like I type them out in Notion right now. It's terrible. Oh, there's like, a million examples. Like, it's almost like could, any two apps are like good. Yeah, match. TikTok and tweets. And then you just like, tweet the, <laughs> you just <laughs> drag you the TikTok the over the talk. And then oh, you, tweet talk. Like, yeah. I just, where I was getting it with Stephanie's talk is with web components. There was so much CSS and stuff in there that it was like, what if you just like can't even be bothered to learn all the different things? Those could all express themselves as little little web component blasters. Oh, just little, like panel one and panel two done. Little layout web components. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. where all that CSS just comes along for the ride. Because you know? there's so many. It's like even just like the apps, like, you know, just like the dialogue space or whatever you'd want that, like in a, like you, you want it in one frame, right. You don't want it on two. So like, if I could just get a web component that did that for me, that'd be pretty cool. So, I mean, think of the, I feel like Jen Simmons used to be like, Oh, somebody's going to make a CSS grid framework and they really don't need to because it's so easy to express <laughs> in that way. Yeah, that's but there was fair, a lot fair. of developers that reach for that. Cause they're like, I do, I choose not to be bothered by layout. I choose the bootstrap path and like you're not going to, those developers aren't going to disappear because you made a nicer API. Hey, so like two alone, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) come on, come on. People might like it. They might be here. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But because those developers exist, you could make, you can make web components for them that are like the no think you could register an LLC, the no think club or something. And all you do is make no thinky web components. No, man. Wouldn't that be great? It just, just like, Hey, this is just, Oh, you want this? Here's this, you know, you need like a salmon yay too. some sort of, some sort of, Oh, would you like a 1998 uh, layout? Yes, I could oh, get man. you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love the bow repair. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, well, that was that was fun. I'd like to shout out to to Rachel Ender for spreading the the love of reduced test reduced test cases. Just huge, the best. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I quit taking GitHub issues without them because i was like i don't know what you're talking about please just try it show me what you how you broke through your website and then i can right like help you some i've you know. i've been in that club for so many years that it's still it's still hard though because it's so tempting to in the moment of something being wrong to just be like i don't know it's i don't know it's just wrong help me you know yeah <laughs> like yeah I, like i resort to like really toddler behavior and slack you know i'm like i don't I don't know what's wrong. Just help me. Yeah. But I'm like, no. okay, take five minutes, make the little reduced test make case. The problem 80 per 80, 90% chance you'll realize that the problem is you. But, but you know what I like what she right. said about it was above and beyond, which wasn't just you're making it for you to reduce the problem to understand it, because there's also like a literal 50 50 chance that as you're making the reduced test case, you're like, oh, yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Screw yeah. that up. <clears throat> you know, so you solve your own problem. And then the other chance, okay, I've isolated. Now I can ask for help in a reasonable way because anybody can wrap their head around how little code is being presented here. And then there's the chance that you just you still just did it wrong and somebody can actually help you with that. Or now you have the perfect thing to submit as a bug or something. And I know sometimes those go to browsers, 
to me, mm-hmm. that's extreme. Like that happens to me once a year, you know, that yeah, I find yeah, some yeah. actual thing. But for the most part, they go into like GitHub issues or something like, look, this is busted. Like, can we deal with this? Our own problem, you know? But she brought up the case that it's also like, because you have that, it's also the perfect proving ground for a workaround. Right. Yeah. Like you figure out, you can figure out the problem and potentially a solution, but then. Yeah, I had that go on with like, oh, oh, he appeared. oh no, oh, he's back. All right, well, g- good that's timing. Some money Python God stuff. That's hey, good, good, <laughs> good timing, oh, Eric. We got yeah. we got one more question for you, Eric. So, Uh-oh. are you ready? Got like a minute. All right, here you go. Uh, the last question that got sent in was, "Am I pregnant? Uh, am I yes, Frank? Okay, great." We're done. That's all we got. Like and subscribe at Shop Duck Show. <laughs> thanks, Eric. Thank you, guys. And thanks, everyone, for joining in. Really appreciate having you here. It's always a good time. Yeah, it really well, is. Thanks so much for having us. That was it was just a pleasure to watch all the other speakers and participate yeah. there. That was awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. Signing off. Thank you. you. Bye. That's the